0: Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 333, the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year B. This weekend, our Lord warns his disciples that there are tough times, stormy times ahead. Not only for him, but for his immediate followers and all who come after them. But... In the midst of this, he offers hope. He says, don't be fooled. The end has not come. Witness to the truth of my message. I will be with you. I will be faithful to you, even if following me causes hardship. In some ways, all this talk in the readings this weekend of end times and the last judgment and the day of the Lord and the like is really about saying all things come to an end, except. The things that last forever. The things of abiding and eternal value last forever. Only that which lasts should be sought after. And the one thing that endures forever is love. For God is love. And all who live in love abide in God forever. One of the most unexpected and in many ways unwelcome things that has come out of this COVID crisis is the countless number of experts who've suddenly emerged who claim to know the book of Revelation and other apocalyptic passages like today's readings from John and from the first reading, and it's as if thousands of people have suddenly awarded themselves doctorates in scripture, theology and ecclesiology without reference to the authentic scholarship and interpretation from the church over thousands of years. So all of these experts have come out of the woodwork and are happily telling anyone who will listen, and some who'd rather not, what this true meaning of these books of the Bible are. And as people have done so many times in the past, they're telling everyone that these passages are predicting what's happening right now. They'll even lecture lifelong scripture experts and preachers about the meaning, although their information has been cobbled together from YouTube or fundamentalistic and Often non Catholic sources, which at other times has unapologetically been anti Catholic, and used those same texts differently when it suited their argument to accuse the Catholic Church of being the enemy predicted in these same apocryphal texts, which we know is nonsense and grossly lacking in Christ's charity. We cannot say this strongly enough. Don't listen to these prophets of doom and misinformation. Let's take our counsel and our information from the 2,000 years of tradition and study and teachings of the Catholic Church and its teachers, saints and scholars. Really, don't be fooled. That's even Jesus' words in the scriptures. Do not be misled. The end has not yet come. He also says, quite clearly, we do not know the hour or the time. How anyone could be predicting it with any clarity is beyond me. There are so many things that we could be tempted to put our trust and energy into. Things that we really value but are not necessarily of abiding value, which we can try and wrap up and spend so much time protecting and storing away. But then when we go to check on it, it's gone. It's slipped through our hands because it's only temporary. In this weekend's gospel, Jesus is not merely warning us about the impending end of the world which 2,000 years later has still not come, despite countless predictions to the contrary in every century, but rather, Christ is asking us, his disciples, to make sure our values and actions are directed to the coming of Christ's kingdom in every aspect of our lives, here and now. And in the future, it will come in its fullness. That's why I love this quote. It's from... John Henry Newman, who's now a saint of the church. He says, I observe then that though Christians throughout the centuries may have been mistaken in what they took to be the signs of Christ's imminent return in glory, the second coming, yet they were not wrong in their state of mind and they were not mistaken in looking out for Christ and being ready to respond to Christ in their daily lives. As another scripture scholar points out, Gustavo Gutierrez. In the context of the whole chapter of this gospel passage, Jesus is speaking about the imminent destruction of the temple, which people, 2,000 years ago, were taking as the be all and end all of religion and experience and achievement. Jesus is saying, This is not the end. Even when the temple lies destroyed, still keep hoping. The kingdom is still coming. His good news is not about turning his word into a safe, secure, exclusive or privileged object for people to get complacent about. His good news is about loving service, paying the price for the values that last. And it's about standing with those who are suffering. And also about realising that this is going to come at an enormous cost, not just for our Lord, but for all who dare to follow his values and his path. But the most reassuring thing about this weekend's gospel is the line by Jesus, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Jesus' words, Jesus' gospel, Jesus' values, Jesus' kingdom will never, ever pass away. These are of eternal value. So let us cling rightly to his word, which lasts forever. Let us nurture his word and values in our daily lives. Let us build on the permanent and strong foundations that our lives and priorities are based on the gospel values, the kingdom values, because these cannot be taken and cannot be destroyed. And investing in any other values or priorities is pure folly and eventually will pass away. The Lord's word remains forever, including these words where Jesus said, What good is it that you gain the whole world and lose your very soul? Or these words, Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Or, The greatest among you is the one who serves. There is more joy in heaven over one repentant sinner than over ninety-nine who did not need to repent. Or these wonderful words, neither do I condemn you. Or again, in another place, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be given to you as well. The law was made for humanity, and not humanity for the law. What I desire is mercy, not sacrifice. Is it against the law to do good or to do evil? I tell you solemnly, This poor widow has put in more than all of the treasury. Unbind him. Set him free. Anyone who is not against us is for us. Whatsoever you do to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do it to me. In praying, don't babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. He who is forgiven little loves little. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus said to him, If you wish to be complete, Go and sell your possessions and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. These words and so many more of Christ's beautiful words of life, which we are so privileged to have preserved in the living word of the scriptures, these words will never pass away. This is Faith, Hope and Love.
1: the greatest gift in all creation a gift that's lighter than the words of you not resentful
0: said, I think thoughts of peace and not of affliction. You will call upon me, and I will answer you, and I will lead back your captives from every place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone, kindness and grace to you all, and welcome as we gather to offer praise, prayers and intercessions to our loving God. Coming together as God's family, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God, and to you my brothers and sisters, Let us pray for glad devotion. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you. For it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever.
2: Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. At that time Michael, the great prince, the protector of your people, shall arise. There shall be a time of anguish, such as has never occurred since nations first came into existence but at that time your people shall be delivered every one who is found written in the book many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars for ever and ever. The Word of the Lord
0: Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup, it is you yourself who are my prize. I keep the Lord ever in my sight, since you are at my right hand, I shall stand firm. And so my heart rejoices, my soul is glad, even my body shall rest in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead, nor let your beloved know decay. You will show me the path of life, the fullness of joy in your presence. At your right hand, happiness forever. Keep me safe, O God,
2: you are my hope. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Every priest stands day after day at his service offering again and again the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when Christ has offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God and since then has been waiting until his enemies would be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, He has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Where there is forgiveness of sin and lawless deeds, there is no longer any offering for sin. The Word of the Lord.
0: Alleluia, Alleluia. Watchful and ready, you know not when the Son of Man is coming. Alleluia, 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus spoke to his disciples about the end which is to come. In those days after the time of suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. The Gospel of the Lord
1: Every time we recite the Creed at Mass, often fairly mechanically, We say that we believe that Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead. And we profess our faith in the resurrection of the body, and in an everlasting life which follows death. Now today's readings invite us to reflect on these articles of the Creed. Death as the Catechism of the Catholic Church states is the natural end of our earthly life. We are born, we live, we die and the grave marks the end of our worldly hopes and longings. But our Christian hope introduces a new element to the horizon. Again from the Catechism, God in his almighty power will definitely grant incorruptible life to our bodies by uniting them with our souls through the power of Jesus' resurrection. How will this come about? Well, we don't know, and it's pointless to speculate. See, we're not just travelling along a road that leads nowhere. Our existence has a destination rather than a mere termination. All that we do has meaning and value because it prepares us for the moment when the final judge will decide our destiny in the afterlife. This, though, gives us incentive to strive always for the noble and the worthy in life and to check the selfish and sinful tendencies that can deflect us from the straight and narrow path of virtue. Now, as we approach the end of the liturgical year, our readings are a reminder that we will one day sleep in the dust of the earth and that human existence has a radical finitude. Of course, that may be very confronting to contemplate, but it would be unwise to look too far into the future, particularly when we might just be speculating on what might occur. As Scripture tells us, today has enough troubles of its own. However, within his description of the end of the physical world, Jesus yet again offers us something to hope for. The sun will be darkened, the moon will lose its brightness, the stars will come falling from the heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. But as he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Mind you, Jesus does add that his followers will be persecuted for their beliefs. He never suggested that following him would be a bloodless affair. But he sees in suffering an opportunity for the courage of witness. Our whole community of faith lives in awe of the men and women who value their faith over their life, who refuse to change their commitment to the gospel for the sake of their own survival. They live the truth not only of the words of Jesus but the pattern of his life. In the face of such finality you might wonder where to turn for comfort. Where is the joy and hope that was so dominant in the teachings of Jesus. Always the realist, Jesus is trying to make faith face the reality of suffering in the world and not turn its back on the evil and suffering of this world. His is not a faith that refuses to pay attention to the difficult questions. Star Wars, nuclear war, greenhouse effect, acid rain, destruction of the ozone layer, the possibilities are endless. Jesus' word speaks to us of a possible present reality. The end of the physical world has always been a present reality. Every epoch has predicted the immediate end, as seen perhaps in the destruction of Jerusalem, thought to be the final destruction of the world. Most probably, our own evil will well up and destroy our world and ourselves. Although the known world will be altered beyond recognition, one thing will be constant throughout – The word of god that will never pass away it may seem that there are no ready answers to the questions posed in the gospel because they are our questions as well there are times when all our faith can do is endure and this is what jesus seems to be asking of his disciples to hang in there to endure in spite of horror and suffering because if we had the answers then our faith would not need to endure we would have no need to pray for the strength for a greater faith.
0: The Apostles' Creed I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. As we await the fullness of God's kingdom, we trust in the Lord who will not abandon us.
2: For world leaders, may they be unstinting in dedication to the good of their people. We pray to the Lord. For astronomers and space explorers, may they use their expertise with respect for creation. We pray to the Lord. For those in distress. May they receive protection and healing. We pray to the Lord. For the dead. May they shine as bright as the stars for all eternity, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord.
0: God of human history, you guide the course of our world with your love. In your providence, give us all we need. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, May we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. Grant, O Lord, we pray, that what we offer in the sight of your majesty may obtain for us the grace of being devoted to you and gain us the prize of everlasting happiness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Preface 2 of Sunday's In Ordinary Time The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead he gave us life eternal. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory. As without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And his assistant Ken, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and Apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed Apostles and Martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogenus, John and Paul, cosmos and damien and all your saints we ask that through their merits and prayers in all things we may be defended by your protecting help therefore lord we pray graciously accept the oblation of our service that of your whole family order our days in your peace and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants, who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours, for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. To be near God is my happiness, to place my hope in God the Lord. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. We have partaken of the gifts of this sacred mystery, humbly imploring, O Lord, that what your Son commanded us to do in memory of him may bring us growth in charity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us for this time of prayer, meditation on God's word that never passes away, and encounter with Christ's sacraments. I hope you have a grace-filled and compassion-filled week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal 3rd Edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn, In Memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly. Arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time instrumental reflection music written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007 and this arrangement, Stephen Kelk, 2020. Today I Arise for Tricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by K E R 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise
1: with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace.